brought to you by Meditation and Cereal. This is Boy Meets World Chill Vibes. I'm one of your hosts, Chance Anderson. And I'm your other host, Cameron Liner. Um, we've just come to you today to bring you a, a peaceful, a very introspective review of an episode of Boy Meets World. We hope you'll cozy up with a warm blanket, unless you're driving, and maybe don't do that. Grab a bowl of cereal. You can maybe do that when you're driving. Be and safe, just... though. What? Be safe, though. Be safe, though. Oh, yeah. There's no, there's no negativity here today. There's no, there's no excitement. We're just going to go on a relaxing journey, and we want you to come along with us. Cameron, who do we have to go on this journey with us? Yeah, so joining us today on this journey that we are on of just self-reflection, meditation, vibes, we have some old friends um, here to join us. So um, just real big friends of the show, some of our dearest, dearest people, best people to ever know. Um, We have Alden and Tanya Bear joining us today welcome you guys hello i was gonna say we're excited to be here but we're not allowed to be so we are we are pleasantly mellow yeah we are mellow to be here wonderful i'm i'm so mellow that you're here too i'm trying to regain my mellow (laughs) i'm trying to regain um, how to talk into a microphone. Yes, you are coming to us from a sabbatical where you have you have not podcasted in weeks. How long has it been? Uh, it's been a couple months. Yeah, it's been two months since we finished Boy Meets World. Finished Boy Meets World. This is us from the other side. Mm-hmm. The first people, according to all of our knowledge, to ever do that. Mm-hmm. podcast through the whole thing they decided to come back and join us here today we did I want to be starstruck and fangirl a little but that's not what today is about it's not <laughs> no, how, no it's not how does it feel you're, you're finished it feels really mellow Good. very mellow it's interesting it's weird to not have that anymore but it's also a relief to have extra time in our weeks to do things like Mm -hmm. be restful and peaceful and mellow that sounds lovely (laughs) well we're here today to talk about what i think is a very special episode of boy meets world a very peaceful and wonderful episode of the show. Cameron, can you uh, give us a synopsis of today's episode? Yeah, so today we're looking at episode um, 611, Santa's Little Helper. Um, we have um, two plots where Corey and Topanga keep their secret of knowing about Sean and Angela's feelings for each other for two whole episodes before they blow it 
and um, start conniving to get them back together at Christmas time. And um, Eric and his uh, friends take a job as a mall Santa and, and helpers where they really just want to do everything they can to help some kids have a magical Christmas. Mm. That's a very peaceful synopsis. Thank you. Mm -hmm. You're quite welcome. Um, yeah. So guys, how was it coming back to the show after a few months of now I'm watching it? It was wonderful. This is my favorite episode of the entire series. And I was very pleased to be coming back from our sabbatical to talk about it with you. Wow. Hey, that was not planned. We just... This, this, this was the first episode we've watched since finishing Boy Meets World. What a good one to come to. So was this, Tanya, was this a favorite of yours before you did the podcast? Or was 100. it through re-watching? It has always been my favorite episode. It, it was not one of my favorite episodes, but on our rewatch, I did fall in love with it. Yeah, I, I never think about this episode, but it is very special, and I can't wait to get into it with everybody. And get, in, and get into it, we will. Um, but before we do that, we have a few other guests with us today. Um, my bowl of cereal. Oh yes. That I have here, so I just want to let everyone know what I'm sporting. Yeah, so what I do you have? Doing? I just have some um, honey bunches of oats, which is one of my favorites. Mm. I didn't have time to go to the store and get something, you know, fancy and fun, so I just went with the old, old classic. Which flavor of Honey Bunches of Oats is it? Um, just the original. OG. Mm -hmm. OG. Strawberries is good. Almonds is good. But I like to stick with the original. Why mess with perfection? Exactly. They nailed it. I am actually eating a cereal that entirely messed with perfection. Um, it was a cereal... Um, I purchased for my son um, and I wanted to try it it is Apple Jacks with spooky marshmallows in it so how, Frankensteins and ghosts in my cereal of Apple Jacks how are the marshmallows in with the Apple Jacks um they have Apple Jacks are a very strong flavor so they yes. overpower the marshmallows quite quite extensively do they provide a textural note? Um, if you get enough of them, maybe. Okay. Good to know. I don't think marshmallows were ever meant to be in Apple Jacks. I would argue that marshmallows belong with everything. Ooh. I love this take. I disagree. <laughs> Peacefully. I just, I just don't... I don't know that they... In this particular cereal... I don't know that they're doing much. So then, Tanya, do you have an opinion on the marshmallows in the Halloween episode of The Great British Bake Off that recently aired? They don't understand marshmallows. 
They don't understand that marshmallows are made out of whale, not gelatin. It was very strange to see people not know what marshmallows are. Mm-hmm. And s'mores. <clears throat> Did not know that that was a uh, gluttonous American thing. I had no idea. Does that does that mean that they don't have the s'mores cereal in Britain? Or oh, Rocky that- Road ice cream? That's a challenging thought. That's why I'm proud to be an American. All of these things we're naming are very bad for you. In one way, but in another way they're not. But delicious. In another way they're very good for you. Good for my spirit. Mm-hmm. I've not seen this episode of The Great British Baking Show. I feel like I'm behind. It was Halloween week. You are literally behind, yes. Mm-hmm. I have, with my wife, been watching Star Trek Strange New Worlds, um, so we're behind on other shows. I'm behind on that show by however many episodes there are. Uh, We just started it, and it is delightful. If you like Star Trek. For the first time in his life, Alden is caught up on Great British Baking Show. It's true. He never wanted to be. But here he is. That's what happens when you get a Steam Deck and you can play video games while your wife watches TV. It's a great true that is how true that is. But it's been a a fantastic journey. (sighs) I do have a baking show question for you. Mm -hmm. Did you happen to watch the season from 2019? I'm sure I did. I'm, I have no idea. I do believe that somehow I missed it. I think it was Matt's fault that I missed it. Um, mm-hmm. But it didn't have Matt yet. It's the season before Matt, so I don't know how I missed it. Mm-hmm. Have you watched it yet? Yes, it is the greatest season I have ever seen in my life. Is that the season with um, the good Thai boy, Henry? It is. Henry was robbed. Henry and Michael. Those pure, sweet angels. And mine. Everyone on that season was wonderful. I Mm. put my Steam Deck down to watch that season. Oh, wow. High praise. Yes. Now, it was a season later that Peter, my other precious boy, came, right? I believe so. Possibly. Was it the first season of the pandemic? I don't. It's been a while since I've watched it, but Peter, who listens to cakes, my precious boy. I've never gotten far in those first two seasons that Matt is in. Okay. uh, He displeases you? His approach with comedy displeases me. Hmm. But that might be a controversial take on this, the most peaceful of episodes. Yeah, we apologize. Is that the bald one? Yes. It is. He was from the 25th anniversary edition of Les Mis. Oh, wow. Okay. 
Um, I'm very m mellow on Matt. I don't love or hate him. Um, well, but... previously we used the word mellow as a as a positive. <laughs> yeah, I'm just middle. Right I am. I'm just trying to make sure I am up to speed. <laughs> um, everything is made up. <laughs> we um, have cereal too. Ooh, what are your oh, cereal? Tell us, tell us about your cereal. I have frosted mini wheats and almond milk. Such a good choice. I have regular? frosted. Yes, I have frosted mini wheats as well. We only had the one cereal. I I offered to pick one up for my wife because this is my cereal, but she said no. She would she was happy with this. Frosted mini wheats. I I go through phases where there is a cereal that is my favorite cereal. Right now, I don't know why, but it's frosted mini wheats. Part of it is the fiber. I'm getting older and the fiber is far more important than I ever realized. The other part is hyperfixation. Yes, I'm only allowed one favorite at I, a time. I am actually I get the favorite concept and the fiber, you know, the unsung hero of our diets. Raisin Bran has become my go-to morning cereal for that very reason. Raisin Bran is, in fact, a delight. It is. Mm -hmm. As a child, I yes. never expected to say that. Raisins make me gassy. <laughs> we apologize for that outburst of all of our laughter, ladies and gentlemen. That is, we will try to refrain. I'm sorry. <sighs> um, While we're on cereal, though, I do like a good cinnamon life. It's mm, like a winter cereal for me. That's a winter cereal for me. So we're coming into that season. And I might make the switch over. I like most cereals. Mm -hmm. Cereals are the best food. Mm -hmm. um, hard to agree. Um, I apologize for that, that way too enthusiastic response. It's okay. Um, golden grams have become my favorite over the last little while. And s'more cereal with the golden grams in it. Oh, so good. And marshmallows. Mm -hmm. A great use of marshmallows in that one. Yeah, but may maybe we should get into it. Get into the episode. Before we completely lose our minds. Um, you know, we're From just, gonna, I'm going to, I'm going to start this one with a preface. I think, um, we've been accused lately and rightly so of being very negative on this season six. Um, it has not been what either of us thought it would be. And we just wanted to take some time to just enjoy the journey of Boy Meets World we're not ripping off another podcast, talking softly with cereal. We're just wanting to have a meditative, a meditative adventure, a peaceful adventure through this, which I'm going to spoil right now is clearly the best episode of Boy Meets World this season so far. 
all good vibes. <clears throat> all good vibes. I am mildly excited. That that word, I'm sorry. I, I it's, it's hard to be. Better than gassy. Well, I when I we chose this meditative episode, I did not know how wonderful this episode would be. It's really our faults. Tanya did not know until I told her when she got home today. And she got very excited. She knew it was a Christmas episode. She didn't know it was the Christmas episode. Oh, yeah. Um, for a little context, I am a Christmas hater. Don't care for Christmas. A real Scrooge. Um, I do believe we have had a conversation about this previously, mm-hmm. but I think because of the vibe that we're trying to give this episode, maybe put those feelings off to the side a little bit so we can stay positive. Oh, but, but Tanya, the episode did that for me. I myself was in the Christmas spirit by the end of this episode. Chance's heart grew two sizes this day. Maybe oh. three. I can't remember. Has it has it changed my outlook on Christmas as a whole? No. But for that moment, I had the Christmas spirit. Congratulations. <laughs> you did it. Thank you. Thank you. Um, let's just jump into it. We, we start the episode, as we so often do, with a conversation between Corey and Sean. Cameron? No, we don't. Huh? <laughs> it's far too much controversy. Far too much. <laughs> we start the show with Mr. Feeney humming, um, Come All Ye Faithful, or perhaps yeah. singing it in another language. It's, I'm, I'm not clear what exactly he was saying. I recognize the tune, but not the words. He was perhaps doing a um, copyright-free version. Maybe. I don't think that song is copywritten any longer. I don't know. Copyright can be weird. I, I, have, I have no idea about a copyright. copyright. A copyright on that song would be considered a war on Christmas. Mm-hmm. As it should be. Yeah. That says it all. That says it all. And Mr. Feeney's experiencing his own war on Christmas in this moment as he's decorating. I'm just saying that's his favorite thing to do when he was at the high school level was putting up Christmas decorations and then a janitor who this isn't his first appearance in the show comes and throws the Christmas tree away. Janitor Chance, I call him. Oh. Mm-hmm. I am a really big fan of non-denominational holiday. <laughs> One of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, but am I wrong? Isn't this, is this not when Sean tries to run away from Mr. Turner 
and he gives the fruit basket to the old man in the bus station and he's like, I'm going to Europe. Is that the same guy? I don't remember, but admit it sounds right. It could be. I didn't put that together. It's a very similar look. I didn't put that together either, but you could be right. We never researched anything regarding this show, so we definitely, definitely do not know. That's how we got to the end. Cameron's Googling it right now. Soon we will know. I I enjoy the peace that he's giving us with muting himself. We don't have to hear the clacking. No one has to be reminded of work. Yes. But it was interesting to see Mr. Feeney have what may have been the first war on Christmas. <laughs> war on Christmas. We need to get them to listen to Christmas with the capital C stat. Immediately. Immediately. Um, side note, if Mr. Feeney just sang this entire episode, I would not be against it because he had a delightful voice. He's a songbird. Mm. That would I believe be great. Done musicals, yes. I believe, I believe so. Yes. Okay. I definitely heard him sing as a younger lad. Oh, good. Cameron, what did you find out? Um, it's not him. <laughs> but I did find out that um. He, the, the actor who played the custodian is was born in Bartlesville, Oklahoma. Repping the state we currently live in. And you nobody, know. nobody listening hardly will know where that is. And that's fine. But Do you know where, where that is? Mm-hmm. I've been there. It's about three hours away from here. Give or take. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a... Uh, Mid-sized town in Oklahoma. Maybe we should take a trip. You know, Cameron, uh, Tulsa Tulsa King is coming out, and it could very easily have some Bartlesville representation in it. I don't know what that is. Oh, it is a um, Sylvester Stallone mob series set in Tulsa. Oh, okay, I do know what that is. Um, I do believe I just saw today that Martin Starr is also in that show. Oh, didn't know. Um, but yes, so maybe Bartlesville will show up and people will be like, ah, that's what Cameron was talking about. Mm-hmm. That's how they'll know. Mm-hmm. We'll give the show credibility. They'll be like, that can't be a real place. But wait, I remember, I remember Cameron talking about that. Truth speakers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but Feeney's really upset yeah. about this, the war on Christmas. Yeah, I think probably the first recorded shots fired against that holiday. And then they took the Christ out of Christmas. Mm-hmm. They made us say happy holidays. What is this war coming to? And they put non-religious things on Starbucks cups. Yeah. Mm, the color red. Oh, 
shape. Um, but um, Jack lets us know that he was planning to go to the Bahamas with his family, but due to some... Was it weather? I don't remember. Uh, the mix-up with the airline. Yeah. Classic, classic situation. Um, he's not going, and he's pretty bummed about it. Mm-hmm. Rachel's feeling bummed, really feeling the loss of her relationship with her terrible boyfriend. Yeah. Um, and they just don't, they don't really know what they're going to do over the uh, holiday break. Mm-hmm. But then who should, who should show up? But Eric. Santa. Yeah, Santa. Santa. Yeah, you can call him his real name. Santa. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, he has a job where he wants to spread holiday cheer and has no selfish motives. Mm-hmm. Um, as a mall, or at least can, department store, Santa Claus. And in, in his spirit of giving, he gave his friends jobs as well. Mm-hmm. He did. Uh, for less than half of what he's getting paid. A true capitalist, that Santa Claus. True capitalist. Um, because we all know that if you get hired as a mall Santa, then you then are able to dole out jobs for that department store as well and set salaries. Absolutely. Santa does what he wants. Um, I'm assuming we all can agree that Santa is real. Oh, absolutely. Obviously. Absolutely. Um, has anyone here, besides m- myself, been a store Santa before? No. Can Does I mean? it count if I wear a Santa hat while working in a store? Um, no, and I, I think you knew the answer to that question. <laughs> The look that Tanya is giving to Alden right now is very not good vibes, but I should you ought to know. Um, she's back to peaceful. She's back yeah. to peaceful. We're good. Um, I have I have three years in a row been a store Santa before. How is that experience? Um. Well, it was at a, a store called a Hastings, which some people will know and some won't, um, where they rent movies and video games and sell them and books and music and all sorts of nerd stuff in a college town. So really, it's just a whole lot of college kids coming to talk to you. Did they sit on your lap? No. Okay. Thank goodness. That's good. That's I don't, good. I don't like being touched. <laughs> So you chose the best job for that. Let's take a moment to meditate on the relief that we all feel knowing that Chance did not have college children sitting on his lap. I, I'm pretty sure that I've blocked it out, but there probably was a few times where someone's out of my lap just to take a picture. It, That's fair. It's yeah. Fair. It sounds like something that would happen, yes. Yeah. But I do not like being touched very much, so I've probably blocked it out. He just went to a very zen, chill space in his mind. 
Is that yeah. what's happening? Sometimes dissociation is healthy. I agree. I agree. Um, but yeah, so they're all going to go be mall Santas, and Eric and Rachel are very excited about mm-hmm. it. Eric has a very funny line when he says tells Jack that he'd be making five dollars an hour while Santa's making twelve fifty. And then he says to him, Hello, I'm Santa, you're just an elf. Read the Bible. Read the Bible. Exactly. As we all should at Christmas time. Mm-hmm. Read mm-hmm. the story of how Santa brought Jesus to Mary and Joseph, and his elf was just kind of there. And barely got paid. And barely got paid. Maybe in the story of the talents, the elf is the one with the one talent. Who just buries it under the ground. Okay. Rather than, you know, working hard and, and, and earning more money. Cameron, that is a pretty controversial story. And I'm going to have to ask you not to bring that in. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. It won't happen again. You don't want Tanya and I going on our rants <laughs> again, do you? <laughs> no, no. Last time when that happened, my voice, I lost my voice. True. <laughs> I, like, I like to not lose my voice. We but don't have the time or the decibels to spare. <laughs> yes. <laughs> God did smite your voice for. Tanya and I sins. It's true. Mm-hmm. Yep. We're um, fine. We're all good. We're still chill vibes. <laughs> um, but yeah. I agree. Read the Bible. Learn of Santa. Um, and then Corey and John come in. And now we have the real opening, as we always do. Corey and Sean talking. It's true. They come into the student union talking about how Sean is going to go spend Christmas at his place, which don't know why they had to discuss it. I feel like that should just be understood at this point. Mm-hmm. I guess the dorms are closing. If that had ever happened, I would have been screwed. Yeah. I spend every Christmas in my dorm. And we have a mention of Chet. This is the only mention he will have on this episode because chill vibes. He has taken off again. And so Sean doesn't have anywhere to go. So he's going to go to the Matthews. I would argue that Chet being gone would actually bring chill vibes to Sean. Oh, absolutely. It's a fair argument. Very fair argument. Um, absolutely. Yeah, so they're going to come, and then who should walk in but Topanga and Angela? We're having the exact same discussion. Mm-hmm. I believe this is the first mention of Angela's father being in the military. Maybe. They say he's stationed half the world away. And so she doesn't have anywhere to go either. And Topang is like, obviously you're going to come with us. And I don't need to clear this with the Matthews. I'm married to Corey now. They Mm -hmm. are not married. They are engaged. This was a bad move. 
it was a bad move. Um, I am married, and I do not feel this comfortable with my in-laws yet. Well, I've been married for 10 years, and I don't feel that comfortable. Yes. I am also married, and I would not invite my friend to my in-law's house. Without asking them, or just in general? In general. Okay. I would also not invite a friend to my in-law's house. But I also, if I was to, I would make sure to ask. With your in-laws, you would not have to. I still would. Um, Cameron, we are of an accord. I'm going to visit my in-laws tomorrow. Would you like to come unannounced? Absolutely not. <laughs> okay, just checking. As long as, as long as we're sure. Cameron, um, mm-hmm. did you just say absolutely? You better believe it. <laughs> That was an intense exchange we all just had. I'm sweating. (laughs) I do think speaking with intention, the intention of calmness, is a cardio workout. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to smooth out my face has been difficult. Um... Like as a, as a teacher, that's how I spend a lot of my day, like trying to maintain composure. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like I have some practice at it. Yeah. You do seem very natural at it. Thank you. Thank you. I don't. <laughs> sit down, Chance. Chance, you need to sit down. I, I, I am. You have you have four assignments that are missing. You need to work on them. Are you the ASMR teacher of your school? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that would be quite the class. It might destigmatize it for some. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the real purpose of it. Um. But yes. Yeah, so they. Uh, Corey and Topanga come together and have a discussion about who they've invited. And I'm not going to lie to you. Corey is uncharacteristically very funny. Yes. I laughed out loud two times and did not expect to. Wow. Very impressive. Of him. Yeah. When when he said the whole... um, when he was agreeing with Topanga over and over, and the last time he didn't, and she said, aren't you gonna say this? He goes, I don't like to be predictable. It surprised me so much that I just busted out laughing. There was another joke that made me laugh very hard, and now I don't remember it. That's probably for the best. We would not want that to happen again during this time of peace. Meditative no, time. No, no. I mean, it's it's fine to feel joy in your heart. Yeah. Don't express it. Yeah. It's, it's about good. feeling, feeling your feelings, not expressing your feelings. It's not meditative. 
support in leading you through guided meditation in Boy Meets World and Daniels. We would also like you to eat your feelings with a bowl of cereal. Mm -hmm. I'm already done. You know, it could be more than one bowl. I really don't think I should. I was talking to our listeners, but you you can. Feel free. I also had pizza, so... Ooh, pizza feeling a bit. I'm not, I'm not feeling very peckish right now. I have spent years podcasting, and I have trained myself to not make mouth noises and not eat food. This is very weird for me. Every spoonful into my mouth is like breaking a seal. Yeah. That's so good crunch. That's a good crunch. Um, I don't hate podcasting the cereal. I definitely don't. Um, but anyway, yes, Corey is uncharacteristically funny, but it comes out that Corey knows about Angela's feelings, and Topanga knows about Sean's, and they're both mad that they didn't tell each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just instantly, instantly blows it. Corey's been doing pretty good this season of keeping that one secret. It's, it's ruined Topanga, him. Topanga tricked him into telling his secret. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but his reaction of like, I hate when you do that, is very funny to me. Very funny. <laughs> and then... Uh, he said, Topanga tries to swear him to not interfere, and he seems to agree. So she confirms it with him, and he says, It's all out of my hands. <laughs> it, it is, in so many ways. Um, Corey, stop that, because I enjoyed you in this scene. It's all out of my hands. It's all out of my hands. It's Sean and his poetry all over again. Mm. Can't help myself. Um, but yeah, then where do we go, Cameron? Because I've obviously forgotten. I literally don't remember. I believe we go to the department store now. Mm -hmm. I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah. Eric is playing a video game. Mm -hmm. Rachel and Jack are arguing with each other and trying to get Eric to stop playing the video game. Mm. Yeah, Eric's vibes are not chill. No. Even though he is playing, arguably, a very chill video game. Yes. It seems like one of those ones that we used to play when we were kids that are actually not very fun. No, they never were. But moving either to the left or to the right. And that's I about had, it. I had an Aladdin one that was kind of an endless runner where you would just jump over things. Just one button. <laughs> I think I did too. Sounds familiar. I, I had the X Men one. Ooh. Yes. That sounds better than Aladdin. It wasn't. It was a blurry mess. When I worked for KB Toys, God rest their soul, I got to play all of them. Wow. And I did. I didn't know you worked for KB Toys. That's. Um. Very exciting to speak to you about that another time. 
Um, because I would get far too excited if I were to do it here. She would too. I miss them. I miss them. For our younger listeners, Katie Toys was a, was a toy store. In malls. Yeah, in malls. Particularly popular in the 90s, early 2000s, I would say. For the most part. But yes, Eric is playing one of those and a kid comes to see him and um, wait, does the kid come first or the manager? The, the kid, kid comes first. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So he comes and he sits on Eric's lap and they're having a nice little moment. He's like, what do you want for Christmas? And he's like, I just want to take a picture to send it to my grandma. So she can send me a check. And then Eric's like, the trick is, after she sends the check, tell her she forgot to send the check. Works every time. Mm. The boy thing. is very pleased with this answer. Mm-hmm. He is. Um, mobile banking and computer banking have ruined um, that, that ploy. And it's um, upsetting, but we won't focus on that. Mm-hmm. Speaking of upsetting very quickly I thought that the boy was very funny initially and then he did a bad thing and I hated him that yeah. is very negative I'm sorry the defrauding I, his grandmother no he pinched Rachel's butt oh right yeah it, if I may for just a moment I understand you old because I too thought to myself even the children have to sexualize Rachel. This poor girl. This is not chill vibes. Not chill vibes. It was the one blemish. One blemish. And then we see the manager. Mm-hmm. Who is and the manager tells us that um, there's a bus showing up right now full of kids from the orphanage mm-hmm. St. Mary's and the manager would like them to get rid of the kids as soon as possible because capitalism mm-hmm. because capitalism they can't buy anything so we don't want them this is a um, good time to mention that all the war on Christmas stuff earlier and the pro-capitalism stuff was a joke that is not who we are I hope our listeners understand that about us by this point. I just, if this is someone's first episode for some reason, that is the may it, it may be hard to read our tones of voices, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It it's was humor. To, it's hard to do sarcasm at a, you know, such a low timber. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Um, but yes, because capitalism. But Eric thinks... But what about socialism? Um, and then takes his and Jack's abundant wealth and redistributes it to those in need. His father's abundant wealth. You're right. You're right, his father's abundant wealth. Alan deserves it. And then Rachel, in the true understanding fashion, is like, yes, I support this, but I don't have any money. Yes. But you go for it. 
A true millennial, Rachel. A true millennial. Very relatable. <laughs> yes. Um, so they buy toys for all the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and the first one, he gives the, sh- the Susie shops a lot, and she thinks, this man really is Santa. Mm-hmm. Yes, and that's what sparks the idea in them to provide presents for all these children. When she hugs him and Rachel takes the picture, it is very cute. Mm-hmm. I So I, as a child, and into my teenagehood and a little into adulthood, college, would get my picture taken with Santa. Because oh, my yes. mom liked it. Because my mom liked it. Never in all my time was it just a little Polaroid camera just taken by someone standing around so I just thought that was very interesting well they obviously didn't have chance as their Santa Cameron we know now that when you were in college you went and saw Santa Chance it's possible yeah Chance I, I realized when you were talking about it that you blocked out when I sat on your lap I can't even make a big deal about it, but I can't even prove you wrong. It could be true. I have a trauma background. I'm very good at blocking things out. Uh oh. <laughs> Chill vibes. Chill vibes. Chill vibes. Every the vibes, the vibes are getting unchill pretty quick. Everyone on the podcast knows that I'm the Sean. It's really good. Um, but yes. Um, and then the last person in line from the orphanage is given the bag, and she is delighted about it. Mm-hmm. Um, which I actually would be too. It's a pretty cool bag. It's a. At this point, all of the children believe that he is indeed Santa, in which case he just gave her Santa's magic bag. It's true. Much fun. She's going to find out pretty quick that that's not the actual situation. (laughs) This bag is useless. Cameron, that's kind of a negativity we don't need. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. She may immediately think of something she can put in the bag. She absolutely will. She is a girl. I would, if I were that small and had that big of a bag, I would be psyched to put myself in the bag. That's what I was going to say. I'd be in the bag. Do you think on that bus ride home, she's the one in the bag? Or someone who's like been giving her trouble? Bag them up. Put the bully in the bag. Mm-hmm. Put the bully in the bag. Great advice for just life. Put him in the bag. Um, I think that's all for this. Well, Eric goes a little overboard and decides that they have to do this again. But he is told that they have no money. Mm -hmm. So Eric decides he's going to make it happen. He says the happiness of all of the children in the world are his responsibility. Yes. Yeah, there's all of them. So the next time we see him, he is in his family's living room. 
Yes, with a trash picker-upper picking up their presents. Mm-hmm. We've skipped over a little bit. Oh, have we? Um, because we have the everyone arriving to the house before we get to this point. Um, oh, I thought they happened in reverse order. I thought we immediately went to Eric, and then everyone arrived. I feel like they that send, is correct. I thought they go to buy all the gifts, cut to the Matthews house, then cut back to Eric. I don't yes. know. I I think so because Sean and Angela are speaking before this scene because in this scene they're on the couch together. Okay. You know when they're stringing popcorn. Sounds good. Yes. At some point they arrive at the Matthews house and Sean and Angela find out really quick. <laughs> what has happened? Yeah, they didn't know until this moment. Mm-hmm. And Corey is totally not cool about cool about it. Not chill. No. No, he's not. Um, they they find out that they've been invited, not the other secret that will be later. But. I just needed to clarify. I'm sorry. Yeah, they find out that the other person is there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Corey has no chill about it. And Topanga's just like, what are you going to do? Um, I don't remember when that happens. Maybe it is when they go to buy the gifts. I don't know. But now we are back in the living room. Does anything else happen in that scene? Eric takes Mr. Feeney's fruit. What mm. are they called? Fruitcake. Fruitcakes. Yeah, fruitcakes. Mm. And he's. Feeney was. Yeah, Feeney was not allowed to hand these fruitcakes out to his co workers because they all left. There's no Christmas spirit at the college. It's true. You know, it can be hard to have Christmas spirit when you like get out on December 10th. Whatever, you know, it's not really, it's not Christmas yet. I always think of the community episode, which isn't chill, but when they have the fight and the guy's like, please, it's Christmas. And Shirley's like, it's December 10th and hits him with a big candy cane. Yes, uh, a challenging, challenging. Mm -hmm. Christmas starts the day after Thanksgiving. I wouldn't even argue it starts the moment that Santa crosses into the in front of Macy's during the Thanksgiving parade. At malls across America, Santa arrives the day after Halloween. That's sad. By the time this comes out, that'll already it'll be Christmas time. Wow. Um Tanya and I have differing opinions on the beginning of Christmas. Alden thinks that Christmas is one day, only one day. Not true. That is an exaggeration, and this is not the time or the place. <laughs> I would say Christmas starts around December 15th. Oh. 
the Christmas spirit begins. Um, I will hold my opinion. I believe Christmas is in our hearts. And whenever your heart is ready for Christmas, it's Christmas. Ooh. That is a much more appropriate take. For me, <laughs> Christmas started today by watching this episode. Tanya's <laughs> heart was ready. She received it. Mm-hmm. Honestly, this is the most Christmas I've been in years. It's today. On October 28th. Yes. Who knew Christmas came before my birthday? This year it did. This year it did. Happy Um, birthday. You got Christmas. I appreciate it. I got Christmas for my Halloween birthday. It's... It's very unique. One of a kind, really. Amazing. Just amazing. Um, yeah, Feeney's pretty bummed about it, though. He's just like, well, I guess I can I can look forward to hanging my uh, wise Santa ornament yeah. on your tree. And he looks over to see Jack has already placed it upon the tree. But it's okay, because he has that shiny red ball. How unique. How unique. This, this is when Topanga is telling Corey he needs to be more chill. Yeah. And let Sean and Angela be Sean and Angela. Yeah. At this point, Jack, Rachel, and Eric have actually left the living room <laughs> because they pass Topanga, Corey, Angela, and Sean going through the door. And they all look like they're going to hug each other, and none of them hug each other. And it's very, yeah. very strange. That whole exchange at the door is very awkward. They're like, hey, we ha- how are you? Great to see you. And then they just pass each other. Mm-hmm. Hello, strangers. <laughs> yes. Anyway, Corey does not listen to Topanga. He says, okay. And then says, Angela and Sean can make the popcorn... Ropes. No. At this point, they're going up the stairs to watch the tree get lit. Oh. I'm lost. I think we're all a little bit lost, but isn't it's, that the point of what we're doing here? It is. We, back. we did the popcorn stringing between mall scenes. Oh. Right? We talked mm-hmm. about that we had missed that scene. And then... Then the foursome went ice skating, and it was a couple skate, but that's after they come in and pass Jack and Rachel and Eric on the way out the door. Yes. It's Christmas tree-centric at this time. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think that's right. Honestly, all of these things happen in the living room. Whatever order they happen in doesn't matter. <laughs> they happened. Um, but Sean and Angela go up to watch the tree being lit. Mm-hmm. As you do, you know, around this time. Both of them saying that Corey is so obvious and this would never work. But the magic mm-hmm. of Christmas in the moment, they share a kiss. Mm-hmm. 
And Cory and Topanga look on like, look what we did. Yes. Look what our hands have wrought. Cameron, dead air. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So I believe- bunch of the votes, man. I'm sorry. It's too too much sugar. It's my my morning cereal. It is time cereal. Yeah, you're you're awake and ready. I didn't need an upper cereal. I needed a downer cereal. There's no such thing. Like a um. Yeah, you're right. There is no such thing. I can't think of one. Maybe like a corn. Wait a bix. Yeah. Okay. Grape nuts. Mm-hmm. Grape nuts. Yeah. Don't break your teeth every time. Um, different checks, like unsweetened checks. But I didn't have any of those, so I just had the old HBO. Yeah. Yeah. Sean and Angela share a kiss, and Corinne and Bengal look on, and then we fade away from that scene. And we go back to Santa. This is where it all starts to get real. A little girl has asked for an easy bake oven and she doesn't have an easy bake oven. He says those are for rookies and gives her a toaster oven. Amy's toaster oven. Yeah. It's uh, lovingly donated by Eric. Yeah. Because we do. I feel like at this point, Sean and Angela, it's already been revealed to them their feelings for one another because they leave and that's when Amy comes out and is like, "Who's? where's my toaster oven? And then we get that scene. But again, I watched this like two hours ago. So who who knows? Well, we had, to, a long time. we had to reach a state of mind that yeah. allowed us to let go of things. Mm-hmm. And one of the things we let go of was the thing we needed to podcast. <laughs> it was a whoopsie, um, but we've made it together. You know, I think it's, I think it's ultimately good because there's not a lot to analyze in this episode. It's just yeah. good. It's just a pleasant ride. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I it's your vibes. I don't know. Vibes. I don't know what to say. I can't say what I would have liked to have seen better. It's just been good. And a bunch of good things happen in the living room. And we don't know what order they happen in. They just happen. But you know, yeah. But Eric gives that toaster oven. He passes out that toaster oven. Yeah, at some point. Says, easy bake oven, that's for amateurs. You need the real deal. Yes, and then... All of our hearts break a little as one boy with a fire engine comes up to Eric. Let us all meditate on this boy. Tanya. Yes. Are you going to say something? Yes. Oh, please do. I was just going to point out that Eric is so full of 
excitement over giving away all of his family's things that he doesn't even notice the child in need standing right in front of him. Mm. He is focusing on his feelings yes. until Rachel points out the small child with the fire truck. Yes, it is the, uh, the unspoken trap of doing good things. Sometimes you can do them for yourself, as Eric's about to learn. And he picks up that child and puts him on his lap and says, I recognize you. Are you in my sight glass? Which I thought was funny. It, it was very funny. But he says, no, I'm not. I was here yesterday. And they remind him he was there with the orphanage. And he wants to give back his truck. Merrick asks him, why? Why do you want to give back your truck? Because he didn't believe he was Santa. Yeah, so he saw all these kids come back getting what they'd asked for. And so he, everyone's saying that this is actually Santa. So he comes back to give back the truck so that he can ask for what he really wants. Which is... What, what does he really want? Parents. What we all really want. Nah, maybe not. Yeah. It was a stretch. Um, yes, this little orphan boy wants parents, and this shakes Eric to his very core. I am curious what Eric's exit strategy was after this. a good question. He, he takes his bag and he says, I'm going to need to check in the back. <laughs> and then he runs away. Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll be right back. Left the parents in my other other bag. Yeah. That was one thing when, when it cut to him on the bench later, I was like, how did you, what, what did you do? <laughs> I assume that he left this boy, whose name is Tommy, um, with Rachel and Jack, and he said, here, can you hold this for me for a moment? I'll be right back. Yeah. How did Tommy get there? He walked the cold streets of Philadelphia, oh, parentless and alone. That's a very sad... With nothing but very, a fire truck to his name. Very sad thought for this episode. Thanks a lot, Tonya. You ask. It's true. It's my maybe, fault. Maybe the orphanage is really like right next to the mall. And the reason they took a bus is because they took the kids out on like a Christmas. Like Ooh. fun. Maybe they took them ice skating. And then just swung by the mall to visit Santa before returning home. Isn't Philadelphia only, or yeah, Philadelphia, right? Yes. Isn't it only like one square block? Everything's mm -hmm. there, the college, the mall, the, yes. the wrestling arena. The wrestling arena. Like Pete's. Amy and Allen's house. Yes, but not Pittsburgh. But not Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, you have to fly to. 
It's a long walk to Pittsburgh. Um, Veronica Watson also lives very far away from Philadelphia. Um, Veronica Watson. I don't know why I remembered that, but I did. Um, but yes, everything else is in walking distance. You've got the trailer park walking distance to Corey's suburban home. And all of their schools. Mm-hmm. Every school. It's all on one strip. Yeah, it's all just right there. You're right. So of course Tommy could walk. And that's why Mr. Feeney can move up to every different school. Is because why not? They're equally as close to his house, which is just right around the corner. Yeah. 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 It all makes sense. Um, compressed time and all. Um, but yeah, so then after Tommy asks that and we're left with that bombshell, we cut back to the Matthews living room. I don't know why. Or the college. Oh, yes. Corey has to blab first. Yes. Corey blabs. I think he did already, but we're just not sure. We're we're all over the place, which is... We've already it's, established that's where we are. All these good things happen in the in the living room. But yes, Corey tells Sean, and then takes Sean over to Angela, because they kissed. They're back together. It doesn't matter anymore in Corey's mind. Mm-hmm. Um, like you still have feelings for Angela, and she still has feelings for you. Mm-hmm. He's like, in Topanga, you were telling Angela that, weren't you? And she's like, no. That was not. Yes. Yes, exactly. Um, so, Sean and Angela leave because they need to get away from Corey to talk. And they go to Penbrook. To the only place there is to talk. The only place there is to talk. Penbrook, which has fully locked its doors. Apparently. But there's still one janitor who has to be there on Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. Who was not the homeless man that went to Europe, no. given a ticket by Sean. Took the bus to Europe, no. No matter what you think, it's not the same guy. Yeah. Yeah, so they have a very adult conversation. Um, and Sean acts like a kid who's been through a lot of trauma and has no good role models for relationships. And Angela acts like someone who needs him to grow up. And I felt it very real. Yes, it felt very realistic. Um, I like these two together. I like these two together too, but I also understand where both of them are emotionally. Yes. Um, I understand Angela's frustration, but I also understand Sean's hesitancy. Yes. Sometimes it's just not the right moment. Yes. Mm -hmm. And at this point, Angela says that she can't wait around for him, and she's done. Yes, I think she struggles to understand why Sean would say that he loves her, but yet not be able to act on it. 
<laughs> and at this point not be able to say that either. Mm-hmm. Yes. So she's done. She's done with the whole thing. Um, and it's it's but very sad. Yeah, it really is. But well done. But very well done. But the, the sadness isn't over. Because <laughs> we cut to Eric sitting on a bench for who knows how long. Mm-hmm. Based on the amount of snow <laughs> that has accumulated on him. Yeah. He's praying. Yes. Um, just like how, how could this kid have come to him? Why was this the kid that was sent to him? Um... He's like, I can't even, I can't even do anything uh, for this. Uh, But then he comes to the conclusion, like, it's not about making every child in the world happy because I can't do that. But like, I can take care of this one, this one kid that needs someone and I can be a person for this one kid. Yeah. Yeah. This is my favorite Christmas moment, I think, in any sitcom ever because we get the moment where Eric realizes that it's okay to have his beliefs. However, if he wants something done, he needs to get up and do it himself, which is a very important lesson for everyone to learn. Very relevant, very relevant, yes. He also has the realization that bad things happen to good people and he doesn't understand why this sweet child does not have parents. He repeats that a few times because it hits him very hard. And then he realizes he does not need God. Hmm. Yes. Yes. Um, God takes care of everything else. He can take care of this one little boy. Um, yeah, it's a it's a great moment. So capital A acting. Yes. From Wilfred L. In the scene. Then I have sobbed every time I've watched it. Probably mm-hmm. 400 times. I cry every single one. Oh, wow. It's true. Oh. I've seen it. <laughs> he can. He can confirm. As someone who has spent most of his Christmases alone, um, who has an adopted son now, who uh, has an interesting history with parents, to say the least, this hit very close to home. I did not shed a tear, but I was probably closer than I've ever been watching a TV show. It is very emotional, very good, very heartfelt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What's left? Now we go back to the Matthews. Mm-hmm. They're going to open some presents, even though Eric hasn't made it back yet. Yes. So they all go to open their presents, and there's yeah. little IOUs, or not even IOUs, but just notes saying. Your 75-bit power drill has been donated to a child in need. 
Eric. Yes. Um, and Mr. Feeney opens a box that says your breast pump has been donated and he gets very confused and then he reads the box and it is for Amy who is right next to him. Yes, and pregnant. Silly Mr. Feeney. And I believe this this is where Rachel decides it's time to explain. Haven't you ever gotten so into the Christmas spirit that you stole? (laughs) Yes. The Matthews, to their credit, are not super angry about this. They're like, well, it is Eric. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I'm sure the kid who got Amy's breast pump was also equally as surprised. (laughs) Yeah, where's, where's that scene? Where's that conversation? Rightfully cut. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the annals of your imagination I don't think I want to go take a look for those um, yeah and do do Sean and Angela come back they don't until the tag at the end so this is when Eric comes in he's like hey everyone this is Tommy mm-hmm. um, and he doesn't have family and I thought he could spend Christmas with us Everyone's very welcoming to him. Except for Alan, who initially says, Do you have my 75-bit power trowel? I don't know a lot about power tools. Is that a particularly good one? That is a lot of bits, and I think an unnecessary amount. Is that referring to the drill bits? Yes. Like it has 75 different drill bits? Yes. All that would have happened is Alan would have been working on a project. He would have left those 75 bits outside. It would rain. They would get rusted. And then someone would have to buy him another one. This is a very pointed comment at the gentleman (laughs) sitting next to her. (laughs) The circle of life continues. Um, It does seem um, very on brand for... 90s pop culture dad as well though. Mm-hmm. So when they first said 75 bits, I was thinking, you know, like processing power. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, this was a long time ago and 75 bits was a lot. This this drill can play Mario 64. <laughs> And it has 11 bits left over. This is my terabyte drill. Lots of power. I think they can do these days with drills is amazing. Yes. Drill technology's come a long way. Yeah. I can play Destiny on this drill. Um, yeah. So Eric brings in who is, in my opinion, one of the greatest child actors of all time. Even though I only ever saw him in this. Tommy. I don't really remember him from anything else. But he's so good. And he's so cute. And at the uh, danger of getting excited, this scene is perfect. Ooh, easy there. 
I'm sorry for my excitement. I apologize. Um, they explain that he now knows who Eric is, and he's going to be Tommy's big brother. I would assume Eric got a background check to do this job, so I assume they just used that background check at the orphanage. I would assume that neither one of those things happened. It was the 90s. They allowed an orphan boy to walk the streets of Philadelphia. I don't think they did a background check. Let's bring it back to a positive state and mention Corey points out that there isn't a better bigger brother than Eric. I don't think that's a very positive statement because we've seen many arguments from Corey to the contrary. Corey was wrong all of those other times. That is true. That is true. Corey was was wrong. I do want to circle back to the negative really quickly, though, and just say this orphanage is the Pembroke of orphanages. Maybe maybe Eric is the Pembroke of older brothers. Cameron, this this is the wrong energy. I'm sorry. It's just all right there. It's all right there. All right there. Okay. We've gone a long way without falling off the rails. I can't, I can't help it. We're almost there. You know what? We're all chill about it. We are. Um, And this is when we do have our tag at the end. Rafini is getting to do his tradition of reading A Christmas Carol. And I remember this is when Sean and Angela come back because it's very heavy handed maybe but it's really driving the point home because he walks right in as they or they walk in as he's reading and says like marley was dead as a doornail right as they come in so the hopes of their relationship are dead as a doornail yes or are they or are they they remain that way the rest of the season correct Mm -hmm. yes i believe so I don't remember. Way to follow through, boy meets world. Way to follow through. Um, Does this mean that Feeney reads the entirety of A Christmas Story every year? He is a Shakespearean actor. That is many hours to sit in a living room. I think generally they fall asleep very, very close to the beginning. We've seen them be asleep before. It's true while he ends it so i do believe he reads the entire thing but they do pan to eric in this moment who has both morgan and tommy leaning on him lovingly and morgan is obviously incredibly comfortable with him Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i did just confirm that it takes it can take two hours or less to read a christmas carol so, it's about the length of the movie. I'm sure Feeney does a good job. So, it's within the realm of possibility, I feel like. So we I were raised. Sorry, Chance. We were no. raised Christian, where it only takes about five minutes to read the true Christmas story from the Bible. And only the one from Luke, because we don't yes. want the contradictions from Matthew. Yes, the other ones are not real, but 
they're very real. I don't know. What are we doing right now? I am taking us off the rails. It is, rails. It is midnight. It, it is. is my fault that that happened. Uh, all the you know, earlier in this episode, Chance, you pointed out that it was October 28th. And it is now October 29th on our end. It is. We This episode has spanned two days. And what a delightful one to do so. <laughs> so glad we could experience this moment with you all. Mm. Yes. Indeed. It is officially Halloween Eve Eve. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. So true. Halloween is over tomorrow. True. Over, over tomorrow. That's a word. It is. Over tomorrow? Overmorrow is the old English way of saying the day after tomorrow, but it has fallen out of use in modern English. Not oh, anymore. We're bringing our, not anymore. In our house, it will be normal. Halloween is but overmorrow. On there is a, a young youth girl that I used to be friends with, and I never text her happy birthday on her birthday. I always text her happy birthday overmorrow. Because we looked up that word together once. Well, that's very sweet. It is very, very sweet. sweet. Um, yeah. She generally does the same for me, too. You should be expecting that not over tomorrow, but tomorrow. Yes. At least for you and I. Yes. Today for Alden and Tanya. Challenging. <laughs> too challenging for this podcast indeed um shall we shall we rate the episode yeah we shall i don't want to go first i always go first it's unchill okay um i'll go first and then we'll do alden and tanya and then you can close it out okay um i was fully prepared to drop this an entire point for the kid sexualizing Rachel um, because I do not enjoy it but the episode is so good that I am still forced to give it a 10 first end of the season I am give it a 10 I am not joking I had the same thought Except I am I am docking at 0.5. It has mm-hmm. to be a 9.5 because not only did a boy sexualize Rachel, but they played a laugh track over it, which made it seem normalized mm-hmm. to anyone watching. 9.5. And a writer had to write that, which made me very uncomfortable. Yes. I'm sorry for that uncomfort at home, folks. Otherwise, perfect episode. It would come as no surprise to anybody that I would be rating this a 12 out of 10. Yes. It, is, it is a 12. It can't be just a 10. Oh, like the 12 means of Christmas. Okay. Correct. I love that. Right. I understand it. Throw our average off a bit, but that's okay. <clears throat> um... I think I'm going to take the easy way out and just say 10 also, because it is it is very good. Mm-hmm. Um, and my last highest rated episode is uh, was a 9, so I need to, I need to go higher than that. 
This episode, just today, has become one of my two favorite Christmas episodes. The other one being Oh Little Town of Eureka from the television show Eureka. Never seen it. Oh, it's excellent. He would love it, actually. I quite enjoyed the first Christmas episode of Scrubs as well. Oh, yes. I quite enjoyed that and the first Christmas episode of Community. Yes. Yes. All the Christmas, well, the first three Christmas episodes of Community are all pretty great. Tanya, had you seen Eureka? You, I didn't get a. Yes. Wow. I love a little town of Eureka. I will say, I had a life change about a year after that show came out, and did not keep up with watching it, and have mm-hmm. tried to go back to watch it since because Felicia Day does grace us with her presence in that show. She's excellent. Um, And I have not really done that. Well, the first first Christmas episode of that is one of the only pieces of Christmas media I've enjoyed. So it gets my have, I have seen that episode, and it is very good. I have faith that I will be saying that I have seen it soon as well. Given the way my wife looked at me when I said I hadn't seen it. It's an excellent show. I think you'll enjoy it. Get ready. If you like science fiction at all. And comedy. Or Felicia Day. Or Felicia Day. Fair point. It's a fair I point. Like, I like both. Um, yeah. And now we have the pleasure of determining who the MVP is for the episode it is I think it is non-contest I believe it's Eric right does Mm -hmm. Tommy not count ooh Tommy it's one of the two it's one of the two it's Eric for me because of the speech the very important speech to God it is a great piece of acting. Tommy is wonderful. Tommy may have better moments coming up. I'll go with Eric. Yeah, the the uh, character progression of Eric over the course of the episode is quite good. He's dynamic in a way that most of the other characters are not. It's good to see him have a storyline that's not about women or being stupid. It's bringing him back to having a heart, which we have seen in previous episodes, that he does in fact have a heart. Mm -hmm. And it's nice to see him get a win and get to keep the win. Yeah, Unlike a few episodes ago where he got everybody to pass their tests but failed his own. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and was not able to enjoy the things that he brought about. Yes. Yes. So, Eric, you are the MVP. Mm-hmm. Okay. And now we need, we need titles. And I almost want to make this an Eric meets because I don't care what Corey means. 
I'm sorry for that energy, everyone. I know. <laughs> no, he's it not. It's the correct energy for this episode. I'm Unless the boy is, in fact, Tommy. Yes. By our own rules, unfortunately, we have established that the boy must always be Corby. We have a few times gone Sean means or Eric means. So, um, but I would just call it Eric means Tommy. I like that. That's I like good. that. It's very, I'm sorry, that is pleasantly good. Oh, yeah, pleasantly good. <laughs> um, I did, in fact, show my wife after we watched this episode. She thought it was excellent, by the way. Um, showed her the scene from Girl Meets World where Tommy um, returns to Eric. Probably the best thing that that show ever gave anyone. The only good thing, perhaps? I don't know. There's a few things. The only good thing. There were a few moments. In my recollection, there were a few things, but... I really don't want to revisit it and find out. Um, you are given permission to have a sabbatical once you finish Boy Meets World. It's true. And I am still going to work on an episode list of just Boy Meets World related Girl Meets World episodes for the four of us to watch. That is perfection. Preferably before midnight. Oh, yes, your time. This is just because of the crazy packed weekend. For we me. are all adults with children mm-hmm. and full time jobs. <laughs> so true. So it's true. true. Um, but yes, I think that's. That's we've it. Done it. Yet again. We've podcasted with our, our two favorite friends. Two favorite podcast hosts. Thank you for joining us. Thank you we for having you. us. Yes, we, we miss you guys as well. It, I had to pull the microphone equipment out of a drawer that it had not been opened in quite some time. I had to blow oh, the dust off of it. Moths emerged from mm-hmm. the drawer. We are so excited to be a part of your return. The king and queen has returned. You are kind of the matriarch and patriarch now of Boy Meets World Podcasts. That's very strange. <laughs> I, I think you guys are still the only ones who have finished. There are people who are close. Mm-hmm. As far as I know, yes. It's weird. So do you all have anything while you're here that you would like to promote? Your own completed show, perhaps, or where people can find you? We don't know already. If you would like to listen to our take on Boy Meets World, um... You can find us. Uh, the title is um, Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World. Uh, you can email us at bmgmbmw at gmail.com. Or you can tweet at us at bmgmbmw. 
right? Yes, that is correct. You said that, you said that so well. Are you still checking those things? Yes. Yes. Oh. It's the the odd nature. I I've done podcasts in the past, but they are weekly. Once that week is over, they're not listened to. Boy Meets World is an evergreen experience. We have not done the podcast in two months, and people continue to listen and engage. And that is strange, because that was a different me, and that was a different Tanya. A lot can happen in two months. I believe that. Or two or three years of the the people you were when you first started that journey. Yes. We were not married when we started that journey. Oh, wow. wow. I didn't realize. We dated a long time, though. Understandable. I was not married when we started this journey. In fact, I did not know my wife until four or five months into podcasting. They did not date a very long time. We dated over a year. We dated for six years. That's understandable. I don't know why. What do you mean you don't know why? We're just... Titles aren't that important to us. Hmm. Yes, in Oklahoma, we just needed to get married or... It was going to keep being awful. Just awful. But that's not what we're here to be about. No. Awfulness. No awfulness. Um, <clears throat> just as a reminder to all of the, our listeners here, if you have comments, feedback, if you want us to do all of our episodes in this sort of ASMR-esque experience of meditation and chill vibes and you want us to do them all that way let us know we're probably not gonna probably not gonna maybe Um, one more I want to give a shout out to Amanda Davis who emailed us Um, she has just started the show on the 19th she said she listened to four episodes that day and she intended to binge it until she was caught up so Amanda if you made it this far thank you for joining us We hope you liked the shrimp episode (laughs) and are looking forward to another one. It's true. It's true. Um, But that's all I've got. That's all I've got. So from all of us here at Boy Meets Fever, so long world. So long world.